Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. How's everybody doing tonight? Sit back, relax. Let's have yourselves a drink special for tonight. What is tonight's drink special? Well, I'm on this quest that I'm having of trying to find drinks with the most messed up names as I possibly can. I have come across this drink called a Hop, Skip, and Go Naked. I just laugh at the idea of somebody to say, I'd like a Hop, Skip, and Go Naked. And you can, you bartenders can do anything you want with that. I mean, you know, you, why don't you just say, why don't you skip the first two and just go naked? Oh, well, it depends on the person it is. Anyway, how to make the hop, skip, and go naked. Well, uh, according to Relish.com, confidence is required when ordering this drink. A combination of lemon vodka, grape juice, simple syrup, and beer, this punch-like drink will have you reminiscing of the time when hop, skip, and go naked was your motto. It sounds like an interesting drink, if you, if you ask me. I mean, it's kind of got, probably got a fruit taste with a little bit of a kick from the hops and the beer. Uh, but if you get a chance to go out and try that drink, let me know what uh, you thought of it. I, I want to know all this stuff. Uh, you People got to try these drinks. Let me know what it's like. Go to uh, go to your computer, your phone, whatever. Email dude at heybartenderpodcast.com and tell me what you think of these drinks that I tell you about. Put it in title, uh, Hop, Skip, and Go Naked, and I will probably think it's something completely different than a description of a drink. Then I'll remember, oh yeah, I talked about it on the show the other day. So anyway, what are we going to talk about this podcast? You know what? I've been seeing this come up on all the social media sites from all my bartender friends out there. How y'all doing? Talking about this thing called Sober October. Yes, I've heard about it quite a few times, but I've usually ignored it. Because uh, Sober October, I mean, when I think sober, I sit back and think, don't drink. And it's not difficult for me because to let the secret out... Again, probably, I don't know, I uh, I might have said this in other podcasts, I really don't drink. And so, you know, what's the point of Sober October for a guy like me that doesn't drink? And some of you people out there are probably doing like a lot of kids in their early 20s go, go, <gasps> you don't drink? How do you have fun? Well, trust me, people, there are other ways to have fun and not drink. I mean... Come on, there's tons of other things you can do and uh, still have fun. Alcohol doesn't have to be the major catalyst for everything, although it works as a great excuse for why you have dents in your car or, you know, you're speeding or driving on the curb or the sidewalk for a couple miles. 
I mean, alcohol is used as probably the most popular excuse for damn near everything that happens bad once you turn, well, let's just assume you turn 21 when you start making those grand mistakes. Let's not name them off because it might offend a few people. We don't want to do that. We want everybody to relax. We want everybody to have fun in my bar and, you know, be accepted for the most part. Anyway, sober October, people. This is what people are doing. So now, you, know, you, you people out there might be like me. You sat back and thought sober October. Well, uh, you know, that just means I have to quit drinking. Okay, uh, here's a couple thoughts from your bartender, the dude, on uh, just quitting drinking. Just So uh, all month October, I am going to be sober the entire freaking month. Or fucking month. You know, we're all adults here, aren't we? But it, you know, the only reason why I say fucking is just because, you know, some of you people are actually really good at drinking and drinking is uh, a good friend of yours, but you're showing solidarity for some other people that may be out there trying to slow down their drinking a little little bit, you know, take October and say, okay, I got to slow down a little bit, but just a couple things I want you guys to remember out there, quitting drinking for an entire month is an amazing form of willpower. It's an amazing show that you are strong and, but it can also be a very dramatic crash. And, you know, here's, here's a couple things that I, I want you guys to, you know, think about, uh, you know, I want, if you want to be sober during the whole month of October, sure. Uh, some bartenders out there and some liquor stores or 7-Elevens are going to probably wonder if you died uh, before uh, November. But uh, keep an eye out for yourself because when you quit one vice, others start creeping up or even getting a little bit worse. See, I don't drink. yeah, And so that's never been a really, really big monkey on my back. But I do have other... Uh, other habits and I've noticed in myself and I've noticed in a lot of other people that if they quit one vice another one comes up and hits them really 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 hard for example uh, somebody decides you know what I really need to quit drinking so but they really want to hang out in a bar still because that's where their friends are and they didn't decide to go sober for October so yeah, go hang out in the bar. I'll just sit there, have a Coke or water, coffee, and oh, yay, I get to be designated driver. Oh, wow, these people are really laughing and going on. This pool game is lasting forever. You know what? I think I'm going to go play video poker. And there's the vice. The new vice has taken over. That's where they get that satisfaction from something or, you know, are able to ignore the rest of the world just because they realize that some of their friends for the first time are actually kind of uh, annoying when they drink. But yes, gambling, that all of a sudden becomes a new vice. So yeah, that is a, that's a pretty bad one. I mean, all of a sudden you realize that you're spending the same amount of money every night or possibly more on video poker machines that you did on alcohol and pool and buying drinks for other people but 
you know, just be careful. Watch yourselves. I, I myself, yes, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I am the farthest thing from perfect because right now I've got a huge thing for caffeine and cigarettes. And if I tell everybody when they say, well, well I should quit smoking. I always look at them right in the eye and I say to them, if it weren't for these and caffeine, I would be taking hostages right now. And so, you know, in essence, you know, once in a while with your vice, you feel like that you're saving a life. That's how you justify it. That's how I justify my vices by uh, smoking and drinking uh, incredible amounts of caffeine. I'm saving a life. You know, it keeps me from wanting to kill you or, you know, whatever, you know, take a hostage or something. But there are other people out there that look at Sober October kind of like the Catholics think of Lent. It's just a little bit of time, just, you know, better yourself a little bit, clean yourself up a little bit, try to see where you stand in life. And that's, you know, kind of admirable. And it's, you know, I don't, I haven't really figured out if it's in solidarity for people that solidarity that people have already quit drinking because if they, depending on how long they've been a bartender, odds are they haven't met a reformed alcoholic because they already quit drinking a long time ago. And they haven't been coming into their bar because they people know that going into the bar is going to be the catalyst for making them want to drink again. And once they get on that saddle, there's no getting off, or at least it's going to be a rough ride until they actually do get thrown off for whatever reason. Hey, 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 I just Googled it, what the true meaning of sober October is, uh, I'll listen to this in a world where some are calling sobriety, a wellness trend, the people buy into food and fitness, 30 day challenges. It shouldn't be surprising that folks are using the month of October as an excuse to get sober. These days, people don't just cut out alcohol because of addiction or religious reasons, many abstaining for their health, but it, it can be harder to commit to swearing off a Pinot Noir if you're not quitting for a specific reason during a duration in mind. Enter Sober October. So what are the rules for Sober October? The rules are pretty simple. First, and most obvious, you don't drink alcohol. Many people raise money for charity as they do it and can pay out, pay to take a day off from some uh, from can and can pay to take a day off from from sobriety. For special occasions such as fall wedding or Halloween, uh, oh, this is uh, this is some kind of uh, advertisement. But anyway, that's uh, that's the basic gist of what Sober October is. It's just it's a health and fitness thing. Okay, now I get it. It's not to uh, to be in solidarity for somebody that's already quit drinking or should quit drinking. It's a health and fitness thing, which. I'm sorry, this bartender, the dude, uh, he doesn't really buy into health and fitness type of uh, things all that much. And uh, none of you know what I look like, so I am a picture of health as it is. Even though I drink loads of caffeine and smoke cigarettes, for all you know, I could be Chris Hemsworth. So now that being said, now it's a uh, just a health and fitness thing. Try to bring yourself a little bit healthier than you were before you started October. Uh, well, sober October, probably the reason why they chose October is because it kind of rhymes with sober, sober, October, sober, October. Yeah, it kind of works. And so 
drinking alcohol, you know, maybe paying uh, for the for the people that don't uh, save dozens of bottles of wine in their cellar uh, for special occasions or just to say they have it. You know, just don't buy that bottle of Chardonnay uh, that week or that night or go to the store uh, and pick one up. You know, just, you know, just see if you can go without. It's not a reason to get sober, but it's, you know, try it on for size, maybe. I think that would go way to go for it. But what do guys like me do that don't drink? Well, there's a number of things you can do. I mean, it doesn't have to stop at alcohol. I mean, think about it. What are some vices out there that you do that are in particularly damaging to your health. Okay, I've already told you about 15 times in the first 12 minutes of this podcast that I drink loads of caffeine and smoke cigarettes. But if I quit either of those, I feel like I may have to kill somebody. Not that I would, but the thought would cross my mind. Well, probably more often than usual. But say you're like me and you don't drink. Maybe you could put down the cigarettes for... uh, uh, the month of October. Maybe you can switch to decaf for the month of October. Maybe, I don't know, don't smoke marijuana or don't, oh, I don't know, pick a vice. Uh, maybe uh, stay celibate for October. For me, that's not that hard. Uh, that's for completely different reasons. But, you know, pick something. And it October isn't uh is a long month it's 31 days but uh you know it's all about your health it's all about uh you know just feeling good when you wake up in the morning feeling uh good while you're at work because let's face it this us as bartenders and servers we don't lead the healthiest lifestyles just because of the uh the life we lead we don't get at least here in america we don't get paid a lot of money and we're, you know, it would be weird to go to, uh, I'll go out for lunch when you already work in a restaurant. I mean, come on, the food's right there. And sometimes our eating habits just aren't there. So, uh, because eating a burger every night or, Whatever it is that you might your go to chicken strips, I I've heard is insanely popular popular for well I haven't heard I've actually experienced this insanely popular for the on the go bartender and server because they can uh, stay in one place you can pick at it and they're still reasonably tasty when they're cold. Which brings to mind. Why am I just attacking people that drink alcohol in this podcast? Let's attack everybody, people. Let's just go after everybody because you meet all sorts of different personalities that have all sorts of crazy vices that come into your bars. Am I right? Uh, Why am I waiting for an answer? I mean, this is a podcast. Uh, I'm not even live. But you see people all walks of life come into your bar and every single one of them has a vice first and that's mostly obvious is the people that enjoy their alcohol we're not going to call them alcoholics just yet we're just going to call uh call them drinkers let's say they like to have 
a drink during social occasions. Sometimes they feel like they have to have a drink in a social occasion in order to be loose enough to be fun, to join the crowd. They've been uptight all day. That's the way they relax. Okay, alcoholics, let's just get that out of the way. Then we go to our next easiest, the smokers. Okay, some of you probably don't deal with smokers that much anymore because a lot of states, a lot of bars uh, choose not to have any smoking inside the bar. So people have to go outside, you know, out of sight, out of mind. So, but you notice that you give a drink to somebody and then they go outside, stay outside, and you don't see them again uh, if they have a halfway decent waitress or until they need another drink. Okay, that's a possibility for Sober October. I'm not suggesting you should uh, quit smoking because I'm a smoker and I don't want to feel like a hypocrite. Uh, The next uh, easiest people, caffeine. Oh, God, don't we all love caffeine? That's the reason why all these damn energy drinks are so popular nowadays is because they give you that huge, intense boost of energy that you're needing to start your day and that huge, intense crash that you get about a half hour later, maybe? Well, I suppose it all depends on uh, how you act through your day. I mean, if all you do is sit at your computer and type away, maybe the Red Bull lasts a little bit longer for you, but... If you got uh, a really physical job, like you working, uh, I don't know, some kind of uh, very physically demanding industry, like, I don't know, oil field workers, wind turbines, or industries, or something like that, you, know, you might go through it a little bit faster than others. Uh, so you might feel the effects. But uh, caffeine, it's what. I used to stay awake. It's what I used to get my day started. It's what, you know, and it's also become part of things, is, um, what I have to drink with my dinner. Uh, I love my Coca-Cola with my dinner. And, you know, it's actually gotten to the point where uh, I can't eat dinner or enjoy dinner without a Coca-Cola. It's, you know, maybe I should see somebody about that. Nah. But beautifully, caffeine comes in every form, shape, and size that you can possibly think of. I mean, you got your sodas. People think uh, sodas are bad for your digestion system. It's bad for your teeth. It's, yeah, okay. Then you got your coffee. So, well, that's also bad for your digestive system. And it turns your teeth brown. And, okay. And, okay, then you got your energy drinks. Well, that's got loaded with sugar and it's going to make you fat. Well, okay, and you know, it. Bottom line, you know, every every drink out there is bad for you, but there are some health benefits to caffeine, especially people that suffer from low blood pressure. But I don't have any medical knowledge to back that up, so do not quote me on that. Do not walk into your office or walk into your doctor's office and say, "Hey, the dude said caffeine has possible." medical benefits for me because i really don't know i'm not a damn doctor although i did watch a lot of mash and a lot of house md never watched er though Uh, anyway so we move on to other vices and addictions that uh, are not so easy to see but if you look at your customers you can probably figure it out like oh let's say drugs 
let's yeah let's just you know just put it lump it all into one thing now marijuana is legal in some states nowadays so it's not really that big of a deal should we even uh plug that in with uh what the big word drugs you know it's well okay yeah let's just uh, start off with that because there are people say people used to try to justify it to me all the time that marijuana is a non-addictive drug and i look at him and i said well then why do you insist on doing it every day every couple hours actually the the guy i was talking to and he's well why do you smoke cigarettes well okay you got me there but the uh when it comes to drugs they're a little bit harder to notice in uh in vices that uh that people might have because people that do drugs learn to hide it and sometimes they're smart enough not to go out in public if they're doing it uh you know when you stick with when you talk about the lighter drugs like marijuana okay yeah they they'll still go out but you know they they got the squinty eyes and they giggle at everything or they smell I mean, because it's one of the reasons why I didn't really get into the whole marijuana scene because that shit stinks. I I got uh got some friends that were really into that stuff, and uh I tried it a few times. Let's just get it out right there. I'm a um uh up and coming podcast. Only have a fraction of the episodes that the more popular ones out there. Hell, Joe Rogan, Elon Musk smoked uh, smoked a joint on the show, so. Hell, I can talk about this sort of thing. I only tried marijuana a few times. I did not care for it because I thought it tasted like shit and coughing hurt like hell. And people are like, well, you got to cough to get off. Well, okay, then you can you can have it. Um, I just I just can't do it. And that that was just all based on my opinion. And all my friends were really respectful of it. It was never that they shoved a joint or a pipe in my mouth and tried said god damn it inhale this is some good shit no no they they were all really respectful of it but when you take it a step higher and say well does anybody really talk about cocaine since the 80s i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's still around but uh you know the people that do the harder drugs the cocaine the meth the uh heroin uh well heroin was kind of a 90s thing ah people probably still do that too but the you know that stuff people are uh you know will purposely hide at home so in a bar situation you really wouldn't have to deal with it but every once in a while there was one night where i we were cleaning up the bar and all of a sudden one of my bouncers came up with a little baggie that looked like it had powder in it at one time and i was just like well throw it away because we don't know where the baggy came from or you know uh you know we and we weren't going to get anybody in trouble for it and the other bouncer who was an idiot said hang on a second and he uh sticks his finger in it and starts uh rubbing it in his mouth and i remembered from that uh movie showtime that bad robert de niro eddie murphy movie where uh william shatner is redoing his uh, TJ Hooker thing to teach them how to be Hollywood celebrities. And he's like, you get a dab with your uh, pinky, 
putting on your tongue. Hooker knows it's cocaine. And then Robert De Niro says, how do you know it's not cyanide? And so I basically yelled at him for doing something as dangerous as that. And, you know, you don't know what's inside those baggies nowadays. Hell, that's the reason why most of the people that I've known that did have a cocaine habit stopped doing cocaine because people were putting a whole bunch of shit in it and they didn't know what they were buying half the time. Hell, some people with marijuana also. You know, they cut, they grow that stuff weird or they cut some weird shit in it to make more money off of it. And you, you don't know what you're getting anymore. But the meth heads, the freebasers, the uh, heroin addicts, they're smart enough to stay at home. But you know, uh, you can tell when they're around because uh, I was pretty sure there was one woman that was uh, a freebaser or, or into cocaine or something like that that came into my bar because she would play video poker and she could not sit still for the life of her. She'd be bouncing around, switching legs on top of the other leg, smacking the button, smacking it again, and then change positions, smack the button, change positions again. I'm reasonably certain that it wasn't a luck thing because there are really crazy things that people do when it comes to gambling when it, uh, for luck, especially on slot machines. Next time you're around slot machines or video poker machines, Really pay attention to that. Some of the luck dances these people do are hilarious. But I was pretty certain because she looked really skinny and gaunt and uh, just nasty. And well, the mullet. Well, no, let's not bring up the mullet because, you know, some people still for some reason like to sport that. Maybe that's another habit. I don't know. But the uh, thing is... Those heavier drugs, they're a little bit harder to spot because people really, really try to hide it because you can get in real trouble for that stuff. And, well, aside from dying. Which brings up another vice. Uh, gambling. Gambling is a huge thing, especially... Uh, I don't... Uh, um, where Out where I'm at, they don't have uh, video pokers in bars out here, but in the bars that I used to work at... There were video poker uh, machines in there, and people loved to play video poker. It people loved to gamble, and that's another huge vice. And and when it, I've seen people throw away huge, huge amounts of money, and I even had a what I referred to as a video poker problem for a little while because there were a couple times where. I, you know, kind of spent my paycheck, kind of the day I got it. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much a big red flag. But unfortunately, that wasn't the big red flag uh, that got me. It was other things I don't want to talk about. Uh, maybe some other podcast. But uh, gamblers, uh, they've got that vice. And I I don't know. I'll speak, uh, speak about it on about myself. I used to use video poker as a way to get away from friends or people that I didn't really want to talk to or wasn't interested in the conversation. It was a way for me to be antisocial. So, uh, you know, if they got into a conversation that I really wasn't interested in, I would just, eh, I guess I'll go play poker for a little while, throw in 20, 40 bucks. And then it became 
uh, a way for me to escape from anything. You know, whether I was interested in in the uh, in the conversation or not, I'd still want to go play video poker because I wanted that a rush of winning. Uh, unfortunately, the downside of losing uh, came up a lot more. Well, kind of a good thing because at least I was able to get my uh, smack my head straight and say, okay, this has got to stop. I'm just throwing my money away at this point. But I have seen people throw away hundreds and hundreds of dollars in a night, you know, because there was even one guy. He, uh, I see him get first get in there. He'd order a beer, go over to the ATM machine, get his daily maximum out, whatever that was go over to the poker machine, and there was this double-up feature. Uh, if you won the hand, you could double it up if you wanted to. It was a 50-50 shot, I guess. And uh, he would do the double-up thing, and there was times where he would max it out where the machine would just say, okay, stop, and he'd get $1,200 off the machine. And sometimes he'd cash out, get take his $1,200, go home happy. But then there were other nights where I would see him go over to the ATM machine, get his maxim, uh, maximum for the day out, go over to the video poker machine, try to do the 50-50 thing, win $1,200, come up to me, cash it out, keep playing, and then an hour and a half later, I'd see him back at the ATM machine. That used to freak me the fuck out. I was like, you just blew twelve. Hundred dollars in a video poker machine in an hour and a half. Okay, dude, you got to start thinking about your life choices. Uh, of course, you know I didn't feel like I had any room to uh, judge him on that sort of thing. It's his money, it's his life. Go about your business. But the possible most dangerous vice that everybody can be accused of going after in a bar situation. And I mean everybody, I don't care who you are, is sex. Yes, the bar is the original social media outlet. It is the original Tinder. It is the original Grinder. whatever one you use. I don't care. It is where you went to meet people and possibly hook up. And, you know, if if you manage to take that relationship a lot farther, good good for you. But when when you go into a bar, it all comes down to sex. Come on, I mean, they everybody talks about the alcohol as being a, the perfect social lubricant to lower your inhibitions, so that you are able to do things that you normally wouldn't be able to do. Sex is one of them. Why else would pick up lines like "Is God miss or is heaven missing an angel or something?" You know, whatever those idiotic pickup lines. I uh, I didn't hear many people use those pickup lines very often just because every pickup line is so goddamn passe and and they're like punchlines now. I mean, there's no such thing as a good pickup line anymore. And uh, everybody's onto it. Whether you're a man, you're a woman, uh, everybody is onto the pickup line. So... It's difficult nowadays. I think that's pretty much why it moved on to things like Tinder, where you swipe left, swipe right, and then, or later on, check your check your status on your 
favorite social media outlet to make sure that people are looking at you. But, you know, the bar, is that seems to be the place where people want to have sex. And there are those, uh, that's where they want to meet to have sex. And it's, you know, it's just, oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, it that was the place to go. And, you know, that's where are loose women at? Where, uh, where are the uh, richest men at? Or, you know, it's uh, that just all dependent on where you went. And, you know, people do go to bars, men and women alike, go to bars looking for sex because that's the place where everybody comes to gather up. That's where, you know, this is a bad way of saying it. That's where a selection can be uh, had. You can take your pick whether you like, uh, I don't know, blondes, brunettes, redheads, uh, uh, muscular, skinny, uh, you know, just all that stuff. You can pretty much take your pick and people are addicted to that type of situation. One, so that they can feel popular, so that they can feel wanted. Two, just so they can get the rocks off. You know, that it just all comes down to that. And because, you know why? Because orgasms feel really freaking good. If you don't think so, your partner's probably doing it wrong. But, I mean, I came out at a really roundabout way of saying it, but I have heard people say, I mean, men and women alike, I'm not leaving anybody out where they sit back and say, I'm going to the bar, I'm going to get me some tonight. I don't care what happens, it's been a long time. And... You know, they make that four drink mistake and go home with somebody and then, uh, you know, regret it the next day. I mean, that's the basis for the title of the movie Coyote Ugly. Isn't that what she said? uh, Where you wake up with somebody so ugly that you want to bite your arm off so you can get out from under them and leave before they wake up. You know, everybody can be accused of that. And it's, uh, it's just one of those things. I mean... Don't regret going out and having fun. You People want sex because it feels good. And like I said, anybody who disagrees, you're doing it wrong. Or, you know, some other groovy reason. Anyway, on to another addiction of mine. Let's play some music. But first, I'm going to remind you guys, head on over to HeyBartenderPodcast.com. Go check out my blog. Check out the drinks, the drink special that I put up there every now and then. And check out the t-shirt shop. Yes, Hey Bartender Podcast has a t-shirt shop with a small selection of t-shirts. Some that based off the show, some just based off some goofy things I heard in bars. So go on over and check out HeyBartenderPodcast.com today. Anyway, on to this week's musical guests. We have, hailing from Rutherford, New Jersey, here is the Garcia Peoples with their single, One Step Behind.
From Rutherford, New Jersey, that was the Garcia Peoples with their single One Step Behind. As usual, if you want to catch up with these people that I host on these podcasts, go find them on Bandcamp.com. You can search out the Garcia Peoples, find out where they're playing next. Uh, You can buy their album. You can uh, find out who's in the band. Find out a little bit more about them and uh, just enjoy their music. That was a lot of fun. I got this real... Uh, like psychedelic type vibe out, out of that. That was really groovy. Last bar story I'm going to talk about today before we sign off is I had this woman come into the bar and she was sitting there in disgust out of the way people were acting, out of the way people were yelling, the music they were listening, dancing around. And uh, she was sitting there in disgust and she grabbed my attention I actually more took my attention for as hostage and said I cannot believe these people how they can act like that or you know why do they feel like they have to have a drink every night and I said hey people have their vices and she says I don't have any and I said really and she says I don't drink I don't smoke I lead a very clean and healthy life And I said, well, let's talk about this for a second. Now, I bet you I can find a uh, vice that you have and uh, there's nothing you can do about it. And she goes, well, that's impossible. And I said, well, let's take a look at it. You're limiting vices into just alcohol and drug abuse. You know what I think your vice is? I think your vice is you like to judge people. You can't get enough of it. You have to judge people. You're judging me right now for my life choices of being a bartender. She's well, you know, you should get yourself a better job. But let's see, yeah, well, you know what? I do have a better job. I do this job for fun. And the other job I do for to pay the bills, this job's for the extra money that I can have so I can lead a comfortable life. You judge people based on their appearance and how they act. You can't get enough of it. If you feel like that you're down about every anything, you walk outside and you pick on people. That is your vice. You know what? I never saw that woman again after that. Maybe she got over it. Maybe she went and got help. I don't know. Anyway, that's the end of the Hey Bartender podcast for this episode. I would like to thank Relish.com for once again letting me steal one of your cocktails on your website. Remember, if you try the hop, skip, and go naked, I want to hear about it. Email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. And I would also like to thank the Garcia Peoples. Remember to go check out their single One Step Behind and on bandcamp.com. If you, you or uh, your band wants to be on my show, once again, email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. I'd love to promote any independent bands out there. It's just a lot of fun for me to get you guys out there and get you a little bit of airplay because Lord knows the radio and MTV doesn't want to do that anymore. So anyway, as usual, everybody, I would like to tell you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and don't take any shit from anybody. Good night.